Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. Here's Lindergaard making Forrest backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris, expanding via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Glovers Cast. I have no idea what number we're up to now, but what I do know is that we have got ourselves some football that has been played and one third of the Glovers Cast was at Taunton Town to see that game, the nil-nil of all nil-nils. Uh, Ian Perkins joins us on the pod. No Dave this week, he's off doing, quote, plain stuff. I'll let your imagination <laughs> run wild. Ian, how are you, sir? I'm good. We're episode 179, mate. 200. 200 is creeping up. I know. Well, we still haven't given people the, the 50th special that we, we thought <laughs> we were going to try and give them. <laughs> hey, if there's one thing we've learned from doing the Glover's Pasts, it is very hard to lock down footballers to get, yes. them, uh, get them in. Don't worry. Although, although, you know, I got close to on Tuesday. Didn't quite grab a word with him, but the, um, the man who has evaded us for so long, Mr. Stewart... Oh yeah! Almost, I could almost touch him, Ben. I was that close to him. It's getting a little bit weird. <laughs> getting a little bit stalker. Very. I mean, to, I don't know if you've ever watched a game at at uh, the Signet Healthcare Stadium. I've never had the pleasure. Um, but it's you're very close to everyone, and it was where you could tell from the videos I posted of mm. being right at pitch side, and it was like <gasps> that's Malika Stewart. He's that's only him. gone and done it. <laughs> <laughs> we've uh, we've got we've got some stuff to talk about I, I a couple of days ago i was sat there thinking what are we going to talk about but actually we've got quite a bit to talk about a we've got a news day hasn't it we've, it's been a bit of a newsy day and we've signed some players plural so everyone can chill out 
Um, we've got a new kit. Uh, we played a game of football. We've got a captain. There's a lot going on. Should yeah. we do things fairly chronologically? Now, I'm not sure if we touched on the fixtures enough last week or at all. Did I don't do the... think we did because we had Stuart on, didn't we, last week? And yes. Was that last week? I think it was last week. Was that last it's, week? It's, been a, it's been a long week. It's been a long week. It has <laughs> been a long week. Um, so the fixtures are out. Um, I know this is very old news, so we'll only spend about 30 seconds on it. Um, Scunthorpe on the first day on the telly box. Nice. Good. I mean, day. great for me as someone who wasn't going to Scunthorpe. Probably yeah. not so great for those who were going to Scunthorpe, but... Uh, including those who were were going to Scunthorpe when it was an early kickoff, yeah. a load of five twenty. For me, it doesn't make that much of a difference. It's fine. I'll still be home for a reasonable-ish hour. Others, plenty of others, won't. Um, yeah. But that's a that's a good start. Um, I'm not I'm not sure what I think of Scunthorpe this year. I mean, we'll do a little bit more season previewy. But every person that I've seen on social media or any previews I've read expects them to be. Much closer to the bottom than the top, which surprises me after their free fall. And I wonder if that might be a half decent little start for us. Yeah, maybe. I mean, they went down in turmoil, didn't they? In that last game of the season against Bristol Rovers, where they played a team of kids. So, I mean, I'll openly admit to not following anything they've done or any other team's business, really, to see other than Woking, because everyone messages me woking stuff to be like oh look what they've done now <laughs> um so other than that now i've not really paid much attention to it on the, what did you you know last season you know we had a few more fixtures around us well you know in around me around the oval yes um obviously the only real close one we've got Torquay. kind of got eastley's not too far away but there's no real like headline showstopper fixture for me this season I don't think there's nothing you know we've got the you know we've got Woking which will only be you know big because of Darren Saul but it's not that much of a there's there's no fixtures really that stick out to me it's like oh I cannot wait for that game it's like oh talking on Boxing Day and New Year's Day again <laughs> no you're right there's no there's no Weymouth is there in so much as there's a couple of standout fixtures I didn't realize that they that Boxing Day and New Year's were literally back to back, and there's normally one in the middle, isn't there? But there isn't this year, and so it's a talky, talky double header, and so that's kind of literally five days of the local derby done. <laughs> the whole yeah. season. that's five days of rivalries, and that's the same across the board. Everyone's got that in the national league. So, yeah, it's a strange one, isn't it? It's. it's uh... I think. Am I right in saying our gate? We we were meant to have a game last year, weren't we? But didn't it get called off in between? Uh, possibly. Or was it the year before? I can't remember. It all blends it all, into one, doesn't it? It does, yeah. Um, but Because there was all the sending offs at the away, talky away game, wasn't there? And then it all got... No, you're then, right. Then That's Dylan right. Barnes came. Dylan Barnes came back for the second talky game, didn't he? There might have yeah. been one. In, but I don't think it was us. I think it was the other side, probably COVID-y. Um, yeah. But yeah, you might be right. But yeah, so this year it's scheduled in. Um, yeah, then it's uh, Wrexham at home first up. That'll, that'll, be, fun. Be, that'll be fun. That will be fun. Um, yeah, I'm just looking forward to seeing us, you know, seeing where we are. Really, I think we're a bit of an unknown quantity at the moment. We don't, we don't know what to expect, and I don't, you know, I don't think I learned much from Tuesday night. Really, well, let's let's move that on to Tuesday night because we I feel like we've kind of 
we've done the fixture bit and everyone's all a bit old news and stuff. So um, Tuesday night, nil-nil draw with uh, Taunton. On the face of it, that doesn't exactly, I mean, that doesn't excite anybody, but it was only a, a second, well, a first in front of people um, friendly. And then only a second, obviously, because they played the one against Sherville behind closed doors. So let's 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 break it up a little bit then. Sort of first half, we played what you would probably associate to be about as strong a side as you could hope to have, given we had a couple of players out. What was that first half like? What did you make about the way we set up? Because it was a little bit different, wasn't it? Yeah, so we were kind of about well, it was about five. It was with um Staunton in the middle. Williams and Hunt either side, and then your uh, wing backs of record and uh, Chiori Johnson, who was one of our trialists who we've identified. Um, it was funny, we had um, a couple of players sat behind us or sat behind me um, on the sideline, and I got the feeling there there was a, a desire for someone to be in that midfield coming and getting the ball because it sort of felt like we didn't have that um that midfielder to do that uh and like you said we had we had a f- couple of players out and i i sort of i think well yeah, i think it's fair to say that Lawson Diath, Charlie Wakefield and Ollie Holbert will probably be uh first team as starting players and that's you know that's a big portion of the team missing, really. Three of they'll probably be our better players. You would have thought. Um, we don't really know much about Holbert, but he's come from, you know, League One, League Two team, and you like to think he'd he'd do something. And and it, you could tell it was a mix of trialists. Sam Perry had only just joined on the day, so he was kind of getting used to his teammates as well. And it felt a lot like the the game we played there last year, really. Um, reminded me a lot of that. Taunton are a good side. They're a club with momentum, having just won promotion as well. Um, so they've 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 got quite a few good players. And I think I think the one thing I would say is I know it was nil-nil. We missed the penalty through Tom Knowles, but we never looked, but for like a couple of minutes in the first half, we never looked like we were struggling or that we've, you know, the defense looked uncomfortable. That's that's possibly the most important thing, other than a, a lack of new injuries. We know we've got a couple of injuries in the team, in the squad, but they're not considered serious. When you've got a preseason, I know some people get a bit uppity about results. No, we didn't beat Taunton and the rest of it. I, I just don't care about results. I just don't care. I care about how we set up, how our players linked up, how our formation looked, how partnerships within the team looked and stuff. So if those things are all okay, then that's then that's fine by me um you 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 touched on the the trialist there let's let's break a couple down because we have figured a few out you can head to the uh website where we did some uh scouting did a lot of copying and pasting and trying to find uh <laughs> trialists in the team um so let's talk about the one that we kind of think we knew was there and had been there a while in uh, uh muse Buse. Buse. muse 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 <laughs> amuse bouche um <laughs> What do you think at the idea of Matt Buse being a part of this squad, knowing what we know now as well, that Perry has joined, does our midfield need another player? Do you think he's someone that we are genuinely considering? He appears to have been there a while. I think so. I think he would be, based based on the 
I'm not sure what minute he came on. It, there's no like time. There was no board up at the uh, <laughs> at Taunton, so and they had no numbers or anything on the on the backs of any team. So it was a bit of a um, bit of a nightmare in that respect. Uh, yeah, I think he when he came on the, the the minutes he had on the pitch, he looked to be the most comfortable of of the trialists we had. He looked like he'd formed some relationships with some of the players who were there. He was quite happy to pick the ball up. He kept possession. He, he kept the ball moving. He created our best opportunity towards the end of the game for one of the trialists who was on the pitch. And yeah, he looked like a player who has played a few games, you know, first team games in the National League. And yeah, he looked comfortable and he's, he's quite a big, he's kind of a big lad as well, like quite tall, put himself about. And I think, I don't know, I'm kind of of the mind that we can never have too too many players, really, if we can have enough bodies in that midfield, especially with, you know, Diath's history of injuries. Um, Worthy likes a card as well. Um, we could do with an extra, and extra it, person in there, I think. And it does look like Staunton will be playing a defensive role if we're going to go with that three at the back. I think so. I'd, and that's the other thing, like because of those injury, because of those injuries, I don't know what we can read into the the lineup particularly. I get the feeling it was very much uh we'll put something together because we've got those injuries. It might be that, you know, so he does see Staunton as a midfielder, but for that game they wanted to put him in a back three. But I think yeah, I think as as we get further through preseason, obviously we're gonna and then players come back or we sign players, we're probably going to see a little bit more of a, you know, a consistent shape and an idea of what we're going to play. But that said, I don't know. We might not be, Chris Hargreaves might not be the type of manager that Darren Saar was and sticks with a diamond forever. Hmm. Yeah. So, so we, we know there were two trialists that started. One of them, Dominic McHale. Uh, and Kiori Johnson, uh, Dominic Kale, once of Telford, and then Kiori Johnson, who is ex Torquay, Torquay was on the books of Arsenal for a smidge, I believe. Is that right? Yeah. Um, anything you can tell us about those two? They only got the first half or, or the vast majority of that half, I think. Yeah, I think the um, McHale seemed he didn't really get into it. He didn't, I don't think he made much of an impact, to be honest with you. He didn't seem to. It, it was that classic trialist game where some trialists just do not click or fit in, or they don't make the runs at the right time. And I don't think, yeah, it, it didn't work. He didn't really impress me too much. I think Johnson looked a perfectly comfortable fullback. He looked better in the first half, got round the Taunton fullbacks and made a couple of opportunities. Um, Look, the type of play like, likes to beat a man and get a cross in and create a decent, you know, decent space to get crosses in. He did okay. I don't think he really got caught out at the back. I don't seem to remember him getting caught out at the back. It wasn't like a, a blow away performance, but it's like, you know, a decent, decent enough right back. This wasn't, you know, Dan Moss turning up and, you know, looking like an absolute machine. We haven't got a right back on the books. No. Uh, is becoming that's kind of becoming area number one. I mean, we'll talk about the signings that have happened today a little bit in a moment, but missing out on a right back. I mean, Dan Moss, of course, turned up on the first day of last season, um, last time around after the uh injury to Mark Little. So, 
maybe we'll see a different one. Maybe we'll see one of the loans. We've still got four more loans we're hoping to come in as well. So maybe someone else will, will fill that boot. But do you expect uh, Kiori Johnson to, to start it right back against Exeter if given the chance based on what you saw? I think so. I think he did enough to, you know, he, he did enough to have another go and, uh, you know, proving that he's worth keeping. I think, he, he, you know, I don't know who else, unless he's found someone else in the last couple of days to come in and do it. Um, yeah, I, I would, I wouldn't surprise me to see him again. And then the only one, the only other one we know for sure and have named is Scott Wilson, a former Bristol city striker came on at the start of the second half ish. Did he put himself about a bit? He did. He did. I don't that it was that awkward thing, you know, when it feels like you've got, a, there's a couple of strikers who came on up front and you know, when it feels like they're both trying to do their bit to impress, that felt a little bit like they were getting in the way of each other. And yeah, that, yeah, it felt like they were a little bit um, in each other's way and didn't really pull up any trees, but you know, they'll the, obviously Chris, Hargreaves will be seeing them in training and seeing what they're capable of in these um, sessions. And I think, I think he did have a lot. There was a couple of players that he had longer conversations with after the match. Um, And I think Wilson was one of them. Suggesting possibly an invite back for a couple of days training. Yeah, I would have. Yeah, I would Um, think so. The other name that we do have is Pierre Foncu who uh, was on the books of Hemel Hempstead. Of course, Yeovil and Hemel Hempstead have a little bit of a relationship. We sent Toby Stevens there on loan last year, and their manager is, name alludes me, Mark Jones. Yes, who was a coach in the COVID, the, before yes. COVID, wasn't he? So there's a bit of a link there. So we think that Pierre Foncou may be one of them. Again, another name and a face to keep an eye out for on the, uh, on the weekend when next uh, come to town. There are a couple of other names. Okay, give me other names that have been been found out. Um, Ruman Burrell, okay, who came on. Um, again, he didn't really do much, and there was a defender, Michael Ledger, who used to play for Sunderland, Queen of the yeah. South. I'm going to say I've heard that name. Yeah. He came on and was in the in centre back. Um, for he he came in the middle. I don't know if he came on for Staunton, but he certainly filled in at the middle where Staunton was. Did a couple of headers. Didn't do anything wrong, but looks like a you know could be a shout. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm just I literally just throwing the Wikipedia up. It's the first time I've heard that name. Twenty five. Uh, didn't ever play for Sunderland, not for their first team anyway. Uh, went on loan to Viking, uh, Hartlepool, Queen of the South, Green at Morton. I mean, it's all very north of the border, isn't it? It's all very north and north and north. I'm not sure. He's more northern than you. I, uh, very much more northern than me. He's from County Durham. Oh, there you go. How has he ended up this far south? But hey, well, again, we'll keep an eye out. If you are going to Hewish Park for the Exeter game, pictures of trialists, please. Is that is that everything at Taunton we need to talk about? Oh, post match, post match. You were you were you were being a journalist, and you got to. Shoot. Well, I, ha- I did as well, but before before we do oh, that, yeah, I think we as well we you know I think we should talk about the fact that Scott Priestnell was there. 
Oh yes, the, the, the whole the whole lot were there, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. Bumped into Stuart. Said hello to Stuart. Another long chat with Stuart. Uh, Martin Starnes was there as well. Um, but yeah, then uh, yes, yeah, Scott Priestner was there, and yeah, I think it's that's a, that's a good thing. I think you mm, can you cannot. Um, you know, we took we took a lot of we took a lot of pops and we're very critical of him not being around. So I think it's fair of us to um <laughs> feels like a we appreciate that the owner was there watching his football team. Yes. But given what happened last season, I think yeah, I think that's um a good thing that he was there. It, it's a low bar, but he has at least hit it. <laughs> yeah. And that's yeah. fine. That's, and you're absolutely right. We are definitely happy to, to sing praises where it's needed and and call it out when it's needed as well. So yeah, fair play. That's a good point actually. And uh, obviously, he was there making a, a bit of a bit of a deal or so getting some people in the building. Um, we spoke to a couple of, of of Warsaw fans about this Perry lad, and I was I, I know nothing about him, absolutely nothing, and I was surprised at the responses. A yeah, bit of a, a, a bit of a coup for our team and a bit of an R level and should be playing in their team and was on the verge of being a league two player. I mean, again, these are just words and nothing more than being a YouTube scout here, but I'm just a teeny tiny bit excited. And I'm trying to do comparisons without ever seeing the guy play. Are we thinking, <laughs> are, we, are we thinking James Tilly-esque? No, no. Okay. Well, well, go on then. Um, me. I mean, yeah, the, the pictures of him, when we, <laughs> the picture we put on the website, he looked like a, a tiny boy, but he's not, you know, he's since those pictures of him in a Warsaw kit were posted, he's, um, yeah, he's filled out. He's, he's quite tall. He reminds, physically, he reminds me a little bit of Ed Upson, just the way he's built. Oh, um, okay. You all right? You all right? You okay with, you okay with Ed Upson? Yeah. Yeah. You all right with that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, physically, yeah, he, he seemed, he's built like that. Um, didn't see a lot of him really i think you know obviously relationships still building in that midfield um having been at the club a matter of hours before <laughs> before playing uh but yeah i mean by the, the what we've heard from Walsall fans i think we can be pleased with that obviously probably worked with marcus stewart when marcus stewart was at Walsall, so he'll know a little bit about him and we've committed to having him for a season as well. So like that's that. a, you know, that that's a player for a whole year. Um, you know, and we saw, you know, we we've saw improvements in Sonny Blue when he was with us. We saw improvements in Jack Robinson. The loanies we had last year were all all pretty good. So hopefully we can continue that trend. And yeah, well, I think we're a club that's trusted with teams younger players we've seen with Northville as well so yeah hopefully a, a good move and a player who's going to cement himself into our first team yeah I, I agree he was I did notice when he did his little chat afterwards with Sam he'd been with us that shorter period of time they hadn't even given him a polo shirt he was just wearing his normal black shirt <laughs> they hadn't even given him the gear yet so that's how quickly he'd been turned around so I'm looking forward to see him grow over pre-season and like you say the fact that he's with us all year and he's in for pre-season I think that's I think that's a really good move. Other loans will come later on and join us in, in fits and starts, but to have one that we can kind of hang our hat on and, and call ours for the rest of the season is a good thing. Right. After the game, you became a journalist and you got a scoopity scoop, an exclusive. Tell us about your exchange with Mr. Chris Hargreaves. 
I did, yeah. So, um, yeah, had a chat with the gaffer um, away from Zoom, which was uh, which was nice. Um, and he he told me a few things. He gave us a scoop that he said had been announced that <laughs> hadn't been announced um, that Josh Staunton was going to be the captain. So it's only a short little clip, but we'll cut that in here and you can have a listen. Jamie record taking the armbands are they going to be your leaders of men well yeah Um, Josh we've announced it Josh Staunton will be the captain Mm -hmm. Um, so I think he's a leader he's a winner he's a he's a top character Um, but with Jamie again he's 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 since his arrival in the building he's been excellent honestly he's 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 really shown why he's played a lot of games of football because he's at his front foot and he's he wants to help the younger players and I, and I thought tonight he was pretty damn resilient. Yeah, I thought there were moments where he sort of looked that looked the part, looked yeah. the player who's played a lot of games and going to help the younger players I agree. around him. Yeah. I agree. Listen, yeah. we, you know at the moment we've got we've got a young squad. We need to build on it. We know that uh, we've got a group of players that I managed to keep hold of, which is vital. Um, but tonight was about minutes under the belt, staying clear of injuries and getting out of here and looking to the next game. I guess it was never really in doubt, was it? Let's be honest with you. I think what we didn't know really was who was going to be part of that that experienced leadership group. We lost a lot of experience last year. And I wanted to ask you a little bit about Jamie Record, actually, because he looks like he's going to be, quote, vice-captain. He took the armband when Josh Staunton came off. Um, left back, obviously, it was Morgan Williams' position last year. I think we're going to see him more central this year. So it's a big position that we needed sorting. Uh, what did you make of him? What did you make of his performance? And what did you make of him as a, as a member of this leadership lot that we've got going on? Yeah, he impressed me. I think he was always talking. He was getting forward as well. So he was sort of a forward-thinking wing-back. Um, but very comfortable, never really in any trouble and always felt sort of in control of the situation. And yeah, talked to the people around him a lot. And yeah, I think we've got a good, I think we've got a good one there. He, it's obvious that he has played a lot of games and has got a lot of experience. Um Reminded me a little bit of Nathan Smith, maybe a little less. Um, Nathan Smith was always a little bit unorthodox. I think he had a little bit more, um, a little bit sounder technically than maybe Nathan Smith was. But yeah, I think it definitely, uh, I would say he's an upgrade on Jordan Barnett and Jack Robinson. And yeah, probably a, a lot more comfortable at left back than Morgan Williams was. And Morgan Williams was pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, I'm I'm happy with that. I'm I'm happy with that as well. Actually, I don't think he quite got the game time he would have liked last year, and I wonder if there's a little bit of a bit between his teeth as well to to have a full season and to to be be a leader. So yeah, looking forward to looking forward to seeing more of him, especially if he's going to be doing some some leadership within that back line. Are we now complete about talking about Taunton? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Too. They got a horrible pitch. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, slopes to one side. 
slopey pitch. Yeah. Never, never work with it. Mate. Never catch on that. Right. Um, right. Let's talk about what day is on today. We're on Thursday today, and today two bits of news happened. A kit was launched, and a player was signed. A player will play in a kit, is what we've learned. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, what do you want to do first? Kit, kit. or player? Kit, kit first. Yeah. Yeah. Kit. I want to ask you about the kit. Ask me about the kit. Then. You've asked me. You've I asked me plenty. And we've had a couple of GCQs on the kit, so we'll, oh, okay. we'll sort of incorporate this all into one. Um, what do you think about our Palmer Violet kit? I love it. <laughs> you love it. Absolutely love it. I love everything about it. I like um, I like the stripes. It is uh, flattering for a dad bod like me uh, <laughs> to have the stripes. I like the fact that it's a daring, different colour um yeah big fan big fan altogether and i'm even a fan of the fact that if you're on the hummel website it is described as cotton candy cotton candy kit cotton candy kit that we have now with the with the logo and again we've got an awkward logo for stripey kits and it doesn't take it away which i think is good um so what what logo the the actual club crest no the jurassic fiber oh okay yeah a little bit awkward if you if you because the the shell thing needs a bit of a board around it, doesn't it? It needs a border, but if the shell thing was above the wording, it might work a little bit better, but it doesn't. It's on the side next to the J, and so well, it just makes it a little bit awkward, but doesn't. You go and tell you go and tell the Jurassic Fibre branding team that their logo is a little bit awkward for stripy football kits. I'm sure they'll see change if it they'll, Yeah, see if they'll do it. Correct. So, <laughs> yeah, um, I like it. Do you like it? I do. Yeah, I think it's, oh. yeah, it's something different. I mean, I like red and black. It's just me. Um, but yeah, it's nice to have something a little bit different. I did like the white last year, but it's always nice to mix it up a bit. And I don't think we'll have many kit clashes in our purple and pink stripes. No, I can't see us having too much trouble in certain places. I'm trying to think where we would have. To be fair, we might have at Scunthorpe <laughs> with the claret. Yeah. Um, we might have to wear a home kit on the opening day, but that's fine. Um, yeah, I, I like it. I know it's been a bit 50-50, hasn't it? The reception has been a bit 50-50. Has it? I haven't, I haven't seen. Yeah, it's been a bit... Fi- maybe 50-50 is a bit generous. <laughs> maybe, maybe maybe, more 40-60. Um, but I like it. I will be buying one. I haven't bought an away kit. I haven't bought any kit apart from the crowdfunder one in forever. So, yes, absolutely going in the box, in the bag, purchased. <laughs> or will be purchased, not yet. In the box, in the bag. Yes. In the post box. In the van, my the letterbox. I might wait till I go down because um, I'm not sure what size I need. It probably won't be out until you come down anyway. Exactly. To be honest with you, yeah, I will be buying it, but when suitable. Um, <laughs> good. Um, let us know what you think as well. If you like the kit, if you love the kit, um, Andy won't mind us telling uh, telling everybody that he doesn't like it. <laughs> um, he said the away shirt is terrible, and I said that he spelt brilliant wrong. Um, <laughs> Foxy loves it. He's buying it. So, Good. Yeah. 50, well 50 the Marmite of cotton candy kits. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I'm, yeah, I think, yeah, it's nice to have something a little bit different. It is a bit different, isn't it? It is a bit different. Yeah, and as someone who's got to watch a lot of away games rather than home games, I want something a bit of interest. So, yes, I like it. Should we talk about the player who's going to play in the kit? Is that a good idea? I think it is, yes. So... We re-signed at five o'clock this evening to no prior notice whatsoever. Cheers, Sam. 
um, <laughs> that Alex Fisher has rejoined us on a two-year deal. Two years. Yeah. Keeping him. So him and Josh Norton next season, we're already in. Two players for next year. Get in. <laughs> um, this, again, a little bit of a mixed bag in terms of a reaction. But we did have been asking for an experienced striker. Someone who has been there, done that, has performed at Football League level for a while and is someone you can you sort of, you are our lead striker. I didn't think our lead striker was um, Linton. I didn't think our lead striker was going to be um, Olivier Olbert. Um, but <laughs> I didn't. But I think the idea that you can work off Fisher with others is going to be good. Your uh, initial reaction when you saw the uh, when you saw the the message that wasn't told to us in advance. Cheers, Sam. Thanks very much, mate. Cheers. <laughs> um, my reaction was, oh, that's interesting. Um, <laughs> but then just had to think about it really because you know obviously the Alex Fisher we had was quite a few years ago so then you have to think oh he's actually 32 now um, so it's going to be a little bit of a different one uh, and then I'm, you know have we have we signed the best back to goal striker in the in the in league two and, and the national league again is that where we are it's going to be very interesting to see how we line up and then in I the think... next few games, isn't it? And how we <laughs> I, use him. It is. It is. I know we're going to. <laughs> it feels like we've we've let go of a striker who we weren't going to judge on the amount of goals he scored, <laughs> and we've kind of signed a striker who doesn't score a lot of goals. And are we now going to? What are we going to be judging him on? <laughs> uh, let's judge him on. Yeah, yeah. Let's 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 judge him. Do you know what I mean, though? Obviously, you're you know you are you are Mr. Glass half full, and you can I think you probably think Alex Fisher's a twenty goal a season striker. Um, I I think he (laughs) definitely has the potential to be that. Um, (laughs) Thirty two, he's still got potential. (laughs) Potential, not in terms of he's going to grow into his he he is what he is. He's the striker that he is. He's not going to change too much. We're not going to improve him between now and the end of his career, but. If we play to his strengths and if we play to what we have already seen, he scored 13, 14 goals for us in the worst Yeovil Town team ever. <laughs> ever? Wow. I'm being serious. I mean, some of our some of our older listeners will probably yeah, when, describe when, the, the mid-90s as perhaps not so brilliant. Cer- certainly of the EFL era for obvious reasons, if we yes, say that. Yeah, if yeah. we say that. Um, and I think that's why people think I think that's why there's that divide of people thinking quite fondly of him because I think he kind of he kind of had some, he was that player who put a load of effort in and was a real grafter in that team that didn't have a lot of grafters and I think he stuck out because of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I remember and I have said it on this podcast before. This isn't me glory hunting or jumping on any bandwagons. At the end of that season when everyone left because they had to leave because there was no one here to keep them. There was no conversations going on. So everyone was just released by default. Yeah. Um, The only two of those who left that I really wanted to keep were Beavis Mugabe and him. Yeah. The rest, I couldn't care less. We knew we were going to get a couple back. Matty Worthington, uh, Nelson, the keeper, uh, Charlie, uh, Carl Dickinson was on the books, wasn't he? There was a few that were still around. Duffus. Courtney. Um, 
Well, the only two I wanted to keep of all of the others were Mugabe and and him. And there's the thing about he was pretty much the only one at Northampton, wasn't he, on that day that went over to fans and apologised and did all the rest of it. Um, I'd, I, I think, I think I'd, I'd like to see, I'd like to see him in a better Yeovil team because I think there is goals there. And I think there is not just scoring goals, but creating goals in the side. And there's a part of me that's looking forward to seeing him be the leading man now, at a side that we want to be closer to the top than the bottom. Quite how that pans out, we don't know. Yeah, I think I think a striker like Malachi Linton will learn a lot a lot off of him as well, Um, because he's not like you know this isn't going to be a big man little man combination because Linton's a a a big guy as well and and a strong like a strong striker. So um, yeah, I think it's you know that probably it's going to change you know change us as a team from what I saw on Tuesday night in that. We'll have a bigger, a, a taller man to aim for, maybe. Um, I don't think I don't think that'll particularly be the style, but yeah, I think it's. Uh, you know, I'm not going to complain that we've signed a striker with EFL experience, who you know, according to the manager, has turned down football league clubs and other national league clubs to to come to Yeovil. We we kind of know the challenges we have getting players to sign for us and players have got to want to sign for us. So obviously Alex Fisher is falls into that camp as a, of a player who wanted to come back. And I, I, again, I, I know I'm literally um, being hypocritical to the thing I said about a minute and a half ago, but I'm not, I'm not also thinking about just Malachi Linton learning from Marcus Stewart. I'm thinking about Alex Fisher learning from Marcus Stewart. Yeah. Here's where I was at that stage of my career. Here's what I could do. Here's the goal I scored against Forest. I, I need you to be me. <laughs> I, I need Marcus Stewart to turn Alex Fisher into Marcus Stewart. Yeah, that's going to be some develop. I mean, he'll he'll earn his title as head of player <laughs> development if he manages yeah, that. Exactly. At, at that level, that's what we need. Marcus Stewart didn't score a million goals. No. But he was so vital into the way that whole unit played. And I just, that's what, just, just a little something in the back of my mind. It feels a long, long way off. He's not even kicked a ball yet for us, yeah. but I am tentatively quite pleased with it because it, it gives us a focal point of that attacking unit, the, a focal point that Ruben Reed was meant to give us and never did. The focal point that Adam Yusuf was supposed to come in and take over. He never did. Yeah. It gives I mean, us that we... focal point of you go and be our main striker. He'll have the number nine on his back. Go be our striker. Yeah, I think we've talked about needing an experienced striker, and we've got we've got that. Hopefully, it won't be the last um, experienced player that comes in because we absolutely one hundred percent need more of it. Um, but yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I can't judge it until until we see it. I think when we did sign Ruben Reed and lost Courtney Duffus, I think <laughs> plenty of us thought mm, that deal was not. Probably not the best deal, given what Duffus, the type of player Duffus was. Uh, so, yeah, I think we can, I think we can be a bit more optimistic about this one than we were about Ruben Reed at the time, for sure. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree. I completely agree. Let's let's see what I can give us. He deserves a fair crack at it to go and be our our, our leading striker. And if that means scoring twenty or making twenty, so be it. Two years though. Exactly. It gives him a bit of time, be part of this group, 
go through, you know, you're set for a couple of years. Another season in the EFL. Yeah, he's got, he's got one more crack at League Two next season. Um, <laughs> laughing, aren't we? That's good, that. I enjoyed it. No, I, no, that's good. That's good. That's I'm pleasantly pleased. Pleasantly pleased. <laughs> oh, I can tell you've been on air for eight hours. I literally, I've literally <laughs> spoken for seven solid hours today, apart from an hour lunch break. I've just spoken words for seven hours. My vocabulary is drying up fast. Should we do some questions? Is there anything else we've got on our list uh, on the agenda? I don't think so. Okay, it's worth. Hopefully, there's an, someone who's a fan of the office listening. Uh, did Noor get an agenda? <laughs> ben, you've not watched the office, have you? But I've watched. I've watched some of the office. Okay, well, someone somewhere will be laughing at that. Hopefully, if any of my mates are listening. Um, right, questions. So we've. Joey, I think we've covered yours. What are our thoughts on the away kit? Um, here is you. We'll be buying, we'll be eating Palmer Violets whilst wearing. Oh, goodness me. Um, here is you. Sort of thing Ben Barrett might have. Fisher's assist, assist stats are, question, as several others have mentioned, never been particularly prolific. One goal every 4.4 games in previous Hewish Park spell and a career and a one and a career won in 5.2 games. So question, the question is, Ben, do you have Alex Fisher's assist stats there to hand? Of course I do. Of course I do. Do you carry them with you everywhere you go, just in case someone asks you for Alex Fisher, Alex uh, Fisher assist stats? I do. It's quite yes. a mouthful, Hugh. Why have you asked that question? Yeah, um, I, yeah, they do. They're in a folder, you know, just ready to go at the job for hat. So I can... How thick is the folder? Is there loads, or is it just a one sheet of paper? Because <laughs> there's so few. There might there, there might be some room on the one sheet of paper if you need okay. to do some doodling. Um, yeah. So I can tell you that during the 2017-18 season, he uh, played. He started 13 times for us. Played 17 in total. Uh, 1,044 league minutes, and that season represented the second highest number of assists that he's ever got, only beaten by. Last season for Newport County. So there you go. What are the numbers? Like? I don't want I don't, I don't, I don't <laughs> talk about the numbers. I'm just saying that they are the second highest ever of his time in his entire career, in fact. Have you been writing um, Tory party leader speeches? Uh, we, look, we, we, don't need to, we, just, we don't need to go like, into the numbers. He, also, <laughs> the exact same number that Ruben Reid got in the 2017-18 season as well, for what it's worth. There you go. So we, you, what you're saying is we have got the best back to goal striker. We've got an um, what can only be described as a player coming off the back of a record-breaking assisting season. Ben, give us the numbers, please. It, I'm going to have to push you for the numbers. It 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 was one and two. <laughs> so he's got how how many assists overall in his career? Three. Three. Well, right. Okay. I am cautious of fbref.com okay. and their stats. Um, they don't make, I mean, I'm not sure how deep they go into official assist statistics, but I can only go off those because all I could find, yes, in 2017-18, he made one official assist um, for us. <laughs> um, one official, four unofficial though. So, well, and then last season, to be fair, in 22 games, 
with only eight starts. He made two assists. So. Okay. Well, I'm on transfermarks.co.uk. Yep. If assists is the green ball column. It is. He got, in 243 games, he's got seven. Oh, well then, we're laughing, aren't we? That's in the, one in the EFL Trophy, two in the League Cup, three in League Two. Oh, well, my, well, to uh, be fair, one in the League Two playoff as well. To be fair, mine is league only, so that probably does add up. There you go. Well, yeah, better than <laughs> better than you thought, mate. Seven. Yay. <laughs> uh, Stop judging him already. Yeah. Well, leave, we won't judge him on the us. amount of assists he makes. <laughs> All about uh, goal contributions these days. Yes. XG. <laughs> Talk to me about his the, XG. The pre-assist. How many assists does he assist? Um, okay. <laughs> uh, Adam Skinner has a question as well. I saw Adam today. Hi, Adam. Um, is it becoming more socially acceptable to wear a football shirt in public whilst not watching or playing football? I think so. As long as you've got a top on, that's fine. Don't be one of those guys. Um, but yeah, I don't see why not. Okay. Would you go to tap? So would you go round Leeds City Centre in a Cotton football shirt? Kit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Why not? Definitely. Uh, I. I think it depends where it is, Adam. There's a lot. There's a bit of a thing at, at Glastonbury Festival. There's a bit of a thing about football shirts as an actual football shirts a glasto twitter account and things like that and you see lots of like classics and retro kits and that but i still don't think i'd go out in a football shirt just pottering about go to the beach and one Mate, do you go to would i would i go to weymouth in a yeovil town shirt maybe lime regis west bay <laughs> you'd be fine <laughs> yeah not sure I, I, I mean, people should just be able to wear what they want anyway. I don't, I, you know, socially acceptable. Yeah, Adam, it is. Wear what you want, mate. You can wear a Yeovil kit to work, for sure. Unless it's against your uniform policy, in which case HR might have an issue with it. Nah, it'll be fine. Okay. Yeah, it'll be fine. Uh, Dan Johnson, am I the only one not convinced by the Fisher signing? I really like the guy, especially after that Northampton game but concerned about his scoring record, admittedly, in the league above us. I understand. I do understand that there's going to be some trepidation about a player that doesn't score an awful lot of goals. I get that. But in my mind, we've been saying we want Ruben Reed, but good. We want Adi Yusuf, but good. We want a National League Marcus Stewart. I feel like he might be the closest fit to that. Little bit of knows the club, point to prove, unfinished business, call it what you want, use whichever damn cliche you want to use. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still, I'm more, far more positive than I am about concerned about a goal rate for now. Okay. Um, I don't know. I'm, it's hard to know what to think. He'll go and score a hat trick against Exeter on Saturday and we'll be. He's done that before, Knox County. Mm. Yeah. Let's see what it, let's see what happens, Dan. Let's see what happens. Yeah, um, it's too early to be celebrating it from the rooftops, and equally, it's 
too early to be given up on the fact that he's he's joined us. <laughs> yeah. Um, Mark Spalding asked, did Scott give Chris another £10 at Taunton to sign a couple of players? I think you probably gave him a bit more than that, don't you? Two-year contract. More than a yeah. five a year, I hope. <laughs> You'd like to think so. Um, yeah. Okay, and I think we've got one more. This one's up your street, Ben. Okay. Right up your street from Clyde Best. As an alternative to a meal deal, if you had to choose your last ever takeaway, would it be KFC, McDonald's, or Domino's? Oh, that's a great job. Oh, what a question. What a question. I'm immediate, my... immediately deleting McDonald's. Yeah, I am as well. I am as well. On the side quest, uh, McDonald's or Burger King? I mean, this feels obvious answer now. No, Burger King by my yeah. bacon double cheeseburger XL. Not even a question. Yeah. Um, even the from... chips are better now as well, I think. Yeah, and apart from breakfast, breakfast the other way around. Okay. Uh, although, bring back the breakfast wrap, please, McDonald's, if you're listening. CEO of McDonald's, if you do dial in. Mate, if you ever get a job at the same company I do, breakfast wraps are the bomb. They, they do them in the, the canteen. Nice. I'll apply for a role. <laughs> or just one day, just come in and I'll sort you out a breakfast wrap. Okay, that, that that's probably easier than quitting <laughs> my job. Um, <laughs> um, we've got off track. I am yeah. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with KFC because I think you can get better, more authentic pizzas out there. If I was going pizza, I don't think I'd be going Domino's. I'd try and find an Italian restaurant somewhere, and I'd think that yeah, KFC. Get the biggest bucket of KFC chicken. Yeah. Kentucky Fried Chicken, chicken sides um, of choice possible. I don't have KFC very often. Okay. The last the last time I had a KFC, uh, the the it took about half an hour because they, I don't know what happened. They just didn't have enough people cooking it. Was it and in your it was a, Yeah, it was a bad experience. So I've not been back since. That one gets such such a bad rap on social media. I, I have Yeovil as a search term saved on Twitter so I can just check up on what the hell's going on. And <laughs> everyone, it's basically doggers and people moaning about KFC. That's all it is. <laughs> and occasionally occasionally the football club signs up there. <laughs> um, so, yeah, KFC for me, but not that one, clearly. Yeah, I think I agree. We've got a great Italian in in the village that is phenomenal and the pizzas are superb so ever ever you know that will always be my go-to pizza place now um so yeah i think kfc clyde let us know what let us know what yours is and if, if everyone else can let us what well, maybe we should we'll poll this yeah well dave's busy with planes i'll take over the poll and we'll put this out in the morning yeah your alternative to a meal deal kfc mcdonald's or Domino's. the uh... The, the actual answer is Chinese food, but it wasn't one of the three uh, options given. Okay. Yeah. Of the three options, I am, I'm going to see the Colonel. <laughs> Terrific. Well, are we there? Are we done? That's the questions. That's the questions. Um, I will be at the Exeter game this weekend. Good. So I'll be able to give, give you an update next week when we're back on. I'm just trying to do the dates now. Have we got a midweek game on the Tuesday or not? No. Or do we just go Exeter to Plymouth? I think it's Exeter to Plymouth unless something gets 
Have we only got five preseason games? I think so. They're all real close. Dorchester. Have we not got that? Is that the same as last year? That feels that feels little. That we feels did lesser than normal. Uh, we did Stratford last year, didn't we? We had the Stratford game. Then we played Forest Green Rovers. Then it was Taunton. Then I think we played Dorchester. The season started later last year. Not sure. Isn't it? The season started earlier this year, hasn't it? Because of um, the World Cup. Hmm. I am confused as to why we've only got five. That doesn't feel like enough. Anyway, that's maybe another conversation for three games into the season when we're saying we look undercooked. Um, if you stuck, if you stuck through the questions for this, listeners, this is real sort of yeah. Easter egg territory of what happens when we. Go off. Piece. We lose our way, and Dave's not here to, you know, rein us in. Rein us in. Right. Let's call it a day. We shall chat about the fact that we haven't got enough fixtures at a different point. Um, nice to meet you. In. Thanks, bud. Yeah. Enjoy, you, mate. enjoy, good, enjoy football. Have a good weekend and a good week. We'll talk next week. Bye. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Forest back pedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.